this be one of the best moments of your life. You're listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business with Senior Editor Dennis Estopase. Good day. Welcome to the Business Mirror BM Broader Look Podcast. Today we podcast the Broader Look story titled Mysteries Shroud Higher Migra Dollars to Major Remittance Receiving Countries. The story was written by Jeremiah Opiniano of the OFW Journalism Consortium and was published in the Business Mirror newspaper on March 11, 2021. For the text version online, please go to the Business Mirror website and search for Broader Look. For the print edition, please read the Business Mirror newspaper. Let's get on with the story. Some call it olfactory memory. It's what Rodel Guco, standing near where water bubbles on one of the shores of the seaport city of Valletta, Malta, says what his nose remembers after briefly taking off his face mask. Guco also remembers the pungent smell of money, something his nose also missed when he arrived in Malta late February 2020 from the United Arab Emirates. That scent, however, wafted to hundreds of millions of families of migrant workers as, to the surprise of many central banks of major origin countries relying on foreign remittances, reported receiving higher dollar inflows in pandemic hit 2020. It was a welcome surprise. The pandemic era pushed to the limits the world's over 250 million migrants working and residing in countries hit with thousands of cases of COVID-19. Economists fretted over concerns that migrants abroad will get displaced from work and will therefore remit lesser amounts to their beleaguered home countries. Countries plunge into recession and the might of the foreign remittance to save the day may have been hindered by government attempts to stem the spread of the virus. Guko clearly remembers that the blue waters of the Grand Harbor and the grandeur of Malta's cities and three major island groups magnetized him. Guko, a native of Leyte, considered himself lucky after landing a job as a barista. His luck changed a week later, however. Malta locked down given a first reported COVID-19 case from a 12-year-old Italian girl. A mask led Guko to lose the experience of breathing in the salty fresh air from the calm seas. He also lost his job. For three months, Guko lived on the 400 euros received from a generous employer and lived in an apartment he shared with fellow jobless overseas Filipino workers. News, filtering through audio and video mobile applications, that his family back in the Philippines are doing okay, eased his worries like the waters lapping on the shores of Grand Harbor. When he was down to his last euro, however, it was only the waters that he found to last. Guko said he wasn't able to remit money because of the lockdown. He wants his family to realize that Malta also reels from this crisis. Malta relies on tourists and there are no arrivals and thus no income, Guko said. Misunderstandings followed and anxiety increased, but Guko said he accepted these as parts of life. Mobility restrictions eased in Malta around July. The odd jobs in Valletta came out and Guko became a construction worker, a part-time masseuse, and a waiter to a restaurant that reopened. He was able to send home money, 
sometimes 2,000 pesos or nearly 35 euros, sometimes 5,000 pesos or nearly 87 euros. Sometimes he said he sends money more than once a month. Guko, like other migrant workers, says whatever he earns is not enough. For remittance receiving countries like the Bangladesh, Mexico, and Sri Lanka, they were enough. But for the Philippines, Nigeria, and the Kyrgyz Republic, it wasn't the enough amount of remittances they expected to receive last year. According to end 2019 data from the World Bank, Mexico, the Philippines, Nigeria, Pakistan, and Bangladesh landed in the world's top 10 remittance receiving countries. Meanwhile, in terms of the share of remittances to gross domestic product, the Kyrgyz Republic is 4th and El Salvador 8th worldwide, even if their actual dollar amounts are smaller. Remittance totals last year for Mexico, Pakistan, and Bangladesh were historic highs for these countries. The Philippines for its part got nearly $30 billion last year from its army of land-based and sea-based overseas Filipino workers, estimated to be some 10.3 million. Caregiver Daphne Lagut and her husband Miko beamed happily that they got the vaccination jobs recently. Malta leads the entire European Union in terms of the rate of inoculation, using the vaccines developed by Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna. Vaccination matters if economic life were to go back to normal, Lagut said. She said the Maltese fears SARS-CoV-2 follows the wearing of masks and physical distancing diligently and scolds those who do not follow these rules. Fruits, right diet, and vitamins keep them safeguarded. A year prior to the pandemic, the Laguts A year prior to the pandemic, the Laguts send home 40,000 pesos or nearly 693 euros every month, especially since their child was unable to join them in the trip to Malta. Since the couple are essential workers, these caregivers for an elderly care facility still manage to send the same amount to loved ones in Bayugan City, Agusan del Sur. The Filipinos in Malta sent nearly $55 million last year, a staggering 38.1% increase from the nearly $40 million remitted in 2019. That is even if the global total of Filipino remittances year-on-year was just under a shade of being in positive territory. Since countries instituted months-long lockdowns in the early days of the pandemic, development analysts became watchful of month-on-month remittance inflows after June 2020. Economists Laura Caron and Erwin Chongson wrote for the, The Conversation on October 22 that immigrants are sending more money home despite job losses in host countries, notably the United States and Middle East countries. Both economists saw the eighth-month surges of remittances in Mexico and Pakistan, while remittances flowing to Vietnam and the Philippines have held steady. Karon and Chongson offered five reasons for the steady increase in remittances. For one, migrant workers continue to earn income, getting employed in essential businesses and essential sectors in host countries, while migrant-receiving countries have offered work, temporary residence, and even social services to foreigners, including irregular migrants and asylum seekers. A third reason would be stimulus spending by host countries, which Karon and Chongson said also benefited foreigners, including permanent residents and naturalized citizens. 
Sending incomes saved abroad as unemployed migrants anticipate returning to home countries was the fourth reason. Fifth, there was an increase in digital transfers that shifted previous remittance transactions through informal remittance channels. Economist Bilesha Wiraratne of the Institute of Policy Studies of Sri Lanka credited the rise of remittances to her country to remitted savings before return migrations. Wiraratne also considered migrants' receipt of incomes as terminal employment benefits. Wiraratne added that migrants switched to banking channels instead of sending through the Hawala and Undial informal remittance networks. At the same time, different types of Sri Lankan migrants coped with the economic impacts of COVID-19 differently. Wiraratne said skilled migrants were able to find new jobs or were able to sustain their stays abroad until new jobs came. But lower-skilled migrants who lost jobs were affected more adversely, Wiraratne said. On the other hand, political scientist Tasnim Siddiqui of the Refugee and Migratory Movement's research in Bangladesh was quite puzzled at the upsurge of remittances to her country. Siddiqui told a February 9 webinar organized by the non-profit Migrant Forum in Asia that a survey she did revealed that 60% of migrant households did not receive money from June to August. Those who were sending money were mostly women, with men getting displaced from work. Saying also that informal remittances went to formal banking channels, Siddiqui said COVID-19 may have exposed certain elements in the country's remittance industry and even some issues facing Bangladeshi migrant workers. An example she gave is that Bangladeshi migrants spent $3,000 on average for visa purchases for them to go to Middle East and Southeast Asian destination countries. That leads to some $1.74 billion of visa fees that recruitment agencies in Bangladesh did not have to pay to purchase the visa. Asian Development Bank analyst Aiko Takenaka, Kijin Kim, and Raymond Gasper noted that nine countries in Asia and the Pacific registered increases in ninth-month remittances year-on-year. The ADB economists concurred with Garon, Chongson, Wiraratne, and Siddiqui on increased transactions using migrant savings and in preparing for returns home, plus the increased digital remittance transactions. There are three other reasons, the ADB analysts said. One is that the deployment of migrant workers resumed in some countries. Another is that migrants needed to send more income home given the financial needs of the families they left behind. Some origin countries also offered incentives to their migrants at least a year prior to the pandemic, such as cash rebates for telegraphic transfers in Pakistan and a cash incentive if migrants send home at least $1,500 so as to get a 2% incentive as in Bangladesh. But these analysts overlook the role of foreign exchange rates. In the Philippines, for example, economist Alvin Ang of Ateneo de Manila University said currency appreciation contributed to lesser remittance flows. Ang explained this sees the links of remittances to what economists call the Dutch disease. Economists refer to the Dutch disease as a situation of growth in one economic sector and a decline in another sector, with this trend occurring under conditions of currency appreciation. As for remittances, it is said that depreciating currencies motivate migrants to send more 
or equal amounts of money so that their families in home countries enjoy more income. If foreign exchange rates appreciate, the tendency is for migrants abroad to send more so that they can catch up on the high foreign exchange rates they previously enjoyed. With the impact of lockdowns against COVID-19, the World Bank initially predicted 2020 remittances to low-income and middle-income countries to contract by 19.7% versus 2019 levels. And despite the extra efforts by overseas migrants from major remittance-receiving countries to send more in 2020, the World Bank projected a 7.5% decline in remittances this year. Some analysts believe that economic and migration-related realities that the pandemic dragged this year will lead to lesser remittances for countries that got higher remittances last year. Karon and Chongson noted return migrations will disable migrants from earning extra incomes and sending more remittances. The Philippines, for example, repatriated and assisted some 327,511 land-based and sea-based migrant workers last year. And an estimated 60,000 migrants returned to Sri Lanka in 2020. Viraratne also doubts 2021 remittances will be higher than last year for Sri Lanka. She noted this may be due to lower migrant worker departures as current and returned migrants displaced from their jobs have sent most savings and terminal employment benefits. Takinaka and her ADB colleagues recommended that migrants' origin country governments should further help returned migrants and their households receive remittances. Displaced migrant workers and departing migrants stranded at home can be assisted through job referrals, skills training, and entrepreneurship assistance, according to the ADB analyst. In the long run, Takenaka and colleagues said, financial education and skills training can help migrants improve their capabilities as well as their resilience to economic shocks. Guko is now working in a factory in Valletta. He said that just like the COVID-19 virus, the experiences of 2020 has brought unseen scars and pain from invisible wounds. Guko said when the lockdown on Valletta was lifted, he immediately went to the Grand Harbor to remember the scent the seawater brings. This, he said, is one of the memories of the pre-lockdown period he wants to recall, not the anxieties the mobility restrictions brought. No matter how you explain things to my family members, they may never understand, Guko said. Guko said his family members believe that since he lives in Europe, he earns big time. His family members in the Philippines ask money from him, but during the lockdown, he cannot give any. There will be moments in which you will just keep things to yourself, Guko said. Hence, Guko said he tries to fill his lungs with the scent of seawater as the scent of money has become a faint memory for his olfactory senses. Thank you for listening to the Business Mirror Podcast. For a broader look on business, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Business Mirror. Until next time.